Hey there. Welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. If you hang around me for any length of time, you will hear me start to talk about whole foods and all the benefits of eating them. Whole foods have the power to help us fight chronic diseases like heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, dementia, chronic inflammation, digestive disorders, hormone imbalances, you name it. Whole foods offer us fuel that we turn into energy for our long days. They help to boost our mood and help us manage our weight effectively. Today, I'm going to share with you some ways to begin eating more whole foods on a regular basis. But first, I want to make sure that we have a good definition for what whole foods are. Whole foods are anything that are not processed, refined, or have any ingredients added to them. Whole foods remain really close to their natural state. In this definition, I also include minimally processed foods. Let me give you an example of that. Let's take peanuts. Peanuts themselves are a whole food. Minimally processed, peanuts could just be ground up. That's some sort of processing. But in grinding up peanuts, we can make peanut butter that doesn't have anything added to it. No added oil or added sugar. If we take that peanut butter, that pure ground peanut goodness, and we mix it with sugar or oil, either to make um, a more processed peanut butter or to turn it into some kind of dessert or candy peanut butter, then it becomes highly processed. Another example could be wheat. Wheat grows out of the ground as a whole food and you can eat the grain exactly as it is. We could also grind up the wheat to make flour or bread and still keep the protein and fiber and all the good parts of the grain relatively intact and a part of whatever it is we're eating, whole grain bread, cracker, pasta, etc. And that is a minimally processed food. If we take the wheat, the whole food, grind it up and strip it of its protein or fiber, take out good things, maybe add in oils or sugar, then that grain becomes refined and ultra processed. So when I talk about eating a majority of your foods from whole food sources, I mean things that haven't been highly processed, that things that don't have a lot of ingredients added or a lot of their good nutrients taken away. One of the most powerful ways that we can transform and protect our health is by increasing our whole foods, and limiting and reducing our processed foods, especially those highly processed foods. Now, notice I'm saying that we want to reduce these processed foods as much as possible. I'm not saying eliminate. There are many ways that minimally processed foods make our life more convenient or make our food more satisfying. Hot sauce does not grow out of the ground and it is not a whole food, but using it in a meal with rice and beans and vegetables helps to make that meal more enjoyable and satisfying. Hummus is another great example. Chickpeas grow out of the ground. They're a whole food. We could make hummus at home where we're grinding and processing the chickpeas just to make them smooth and adding really minimal ingredients to it. 
then it's a very healthful source of protein and fiber. But we could also buy hummus from the store. And there might be a little bit of oil or something else added to it. But if that store-bought hummus helps us to eat more beans and helps us to eat more vegetables because we dip them in the hummus, then we should totally go for it and make that hummus from the store a part of our regular eating habits. And that's okay. Bread's another one of those great examples, right? We may not be cooking wheat grains all the time or maybe even ever right now. But by choosing bread that incorporates a lot of whole grains, we're still getting the nutrients from that food in a way that's really convenient or tastes good. We just want to make sure that the bulk of our diet, the majority of it, meaning most of each meal or most of our food choices throughout a day are whole foods and really whole plant foods. When we eat whole plant foods, we have access to a spectrum of vitamins, minerals, other plant nutrients, we call those phytonutrients or phytochemicals, antioxidants, things that help our bodies to function properly and keep them functioning properly, things that again help us to prevent or manage disease, things that help to repair and restore our cells and give us the energy that we need. That energy comes from whole, minimally processed plant foods. So if you are looking for more energy or improved health, that's really a great place to start is finding ways that you can increase the amount of whole foods that you eat and reduce the amount of processed foods that you eat. I'm going to share five things you can keep in mind and start doing today to begin eating more whole foods. I want you to start out by evaluating your emotional connection to junk food. Are you addicted? Okay, it might feel a little dramatic to be talking about being addicted to junk food, but hear me out. How do you feel when that first crunchy, delicious potato chip hits your mouth? How about when you lick the chocolate frosting off the top of your favorite cupcake? You know what I'm talking about, that kind of joy. It's heavenly. It's why we grab salty snacks when we're stressed or ice cream when we're sad. It's the dopamine hit. There's a reason that they call it comfort food. So maybe it isn't the food itself that we are addicted to. Maybe it's comfort or pleasure. Maybe it's feeling of control over some part of our day by choosing that food at that time. Maybe we're looking for an energy boost and it's when we are tired or stressed that we gravitate toward things that are going to give us a pick-me-up. But however way we look at it, there's something about that processed food that makes us keep coming back for more. I never met someone who said, when I'm really tired or sad, I eat carrots, right? There's something about that processed food that keeps us coming back for more, and that's what we need to tackle first. We need to figure out what else we can do when we are stressed or what else can make us feel better when we're sad. Learning to listen to our bodies means learning to figure out when we're experiencing an emotion that needs a strategy or a solution. And that strategy or solution might not always be food. Sometimes, though, we are super hungry. We are looking for, quote unquote, junk food. And we might need to actually be eating something else that gives us energy and makes us feel satisfied in our diet. Maybe something that isn't full of sugar or salt, but maybe something that is full of healthy fats and fiber and protein that's going to leave us feeling full and satisfied and less tired. So let's start there. The second thing to look at once we, you know, have a a good picture of where our relationship with food sits 
is to start assessing snacks. First, let's clean up the definition of snack. Snack does not need to be something that is in a single serve package that you only eat at a special non-meal time that is crunchy. You know, snack doesn't have to have any of those things in the definition. What a snack really is, is typically a smaller portion of food that is eaten in between meals to give your body nourishment or energy. That's what a snack is. So if that's all that a snack is, a small portion of food that you're eating in between your meals, then it can be anything. It could be vegetables and hummus or fruit and almonds, but it could also be some leftover pasta salad from last night's dinner. It could be half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's in your bag or a small veggie wrap or a cup of soup or anything. We do want to focus on eating more than one food group at a time when we're eating snacks so that we make sure we're giving ourselves a balance of nutrients and some more lasting energy and we feel more satisfied. But let's really start to challenge our idea of what a snack is and the fact that it's okay to eat some food when you're hungry. It'll probably help you out later with those cravings. The third thing we look at to increase our Whole Foods is swapping things that we already eat to make them a little less processed. When it comes to mealtime, we might look at incorporating food swaps into our favorite dishes, like using a vegetable broth and frozen vegetables instead of using a canned soup. By learning something new like a cashew cheese that can be a replacement for sour cream. By checking our grains and being able to use brown rice instead of white rice, of eating whole apples instead of apple juice. There are lots of simple swaps that we could make one at a time and transform our meals before our eyes. This is the kind of thing that I help my clients do on a regular basis. Take a look at what they're already eating and then find ways to swap, adapt, add, or adjust in order to provide more nourishment and meet health goals while still keeping food really tasty. The fourth thing we can take a look at is additives. Additives meaning sugar and sodium and oils, oh my, all that stuff. I love the saying, food doesn't have ingredients, food is ingredients. Recipes have ingredients, sometimes tons of them, but food is something you put into the recipes and we wanna keep those as simple as possible. So many ingredients have been added to packaged foods for flavor or for preservation, and our body doesn't necessarily need them, and they could also be harmful in big quantities. So I really encourage you to stick with foods that are minimizing the amount of added sugar, salt, and oil in all their various forms that they contain, and that when you are buying packaged food, which we all do sometimes, right? For the convenience, for the flavor, for the fun. We do buy packaged foods, but being cautious and being a smart consumer when you look at the package and think about what is being added to this food, does that impact its nutritional value? Maybe what's being removed from this food, does that impact its nutritional value? And is this food going to help me reach my goals? Your goal at that time might be convenience or fun, and that's okay too. But if you're buying something like, uh, say, those peanut butter or bread examples, things that are going to be consumed on a more regular basis, those are the times to be a little more choosy and a little more of a food snob and take a little closer look at what is being added and how that might impact your health overall. 
The final thing I want to think about when it comes to eating whole foods is that our focus is on eating for our health. When I ask you to reduce or limit the amount of processed foods that you are consuming, it is not a form of torturing you here. It's a way to eat to protect our health and to help us meet our health goals. I like to think about it as starting to crowd out processed foods. So we know we're trying to add in more unprocessed fruits and vegetables. We're trying to swap for more whole grains. We might be trying to add in more things like beans or nuts and seeds into our diet. And in doing that, we're going to start to crowd out or leave less room for more processed foods or less nutrient-rich foods. When we focus on filling up on whole foods and eating a wide variety of plant foods every day, we just simply have less room for the other stuff. You might try putting vegetables on your plate first and then your proteins and then your whole grains and then adding whatever else makes you feel happy and feel satisfied at the end, like condiments or things that are higher in fat or animal products, those sorts of things, is a great way to start. So we think about building our balanced plate of whole foods with about half of it coming from fruits or vegetables of choice, about one-fourth of it coming from whole grains, about one-fourth of it coming from lean, healthful proteins, healthy fats. And then if you need to put hot sauce or barbecue sauce or ketchup or mayonnaise, or whatever it is that gets you to enjoy that food a little bit more, especially when you're starting out and your taste buds are shifting and changing, which they will, the more you eat healthfully and enjoy whole foods in their natural, delicious forms, the more you'll enjoy them and the the more you'll be able to reduce the additives for yourself. But if you need to do that in the beginning, or your kids do, or your partner does, so that you are able to get in a bigger quantity of whole foods, then go for it. If eating something highly processed in a small amount helps you or someone in your life to eat more whole foods in abundance because you like the way that it tastes better, then you should totally go for it. I am here to advocate for you to eat as many whole foods and as much variety as you can, as many new plant foods as you can on a regular basis for the sake of your health, and I want you to do that in a way that feels accessible to you. I have put together a whole food plant-based grocery shopping guide that I would love for you to be able to pick up and use to help support you as you begin grocery shopping in a way that incorporates more whole plant foods. I'll link it in the show notes for you and it will also be available on my website. I hope that this helps to inspire you to start incorporating more whole plant foods into your life today I hope you see that it's possible and that it doesn't have to happen 100% overnight, but that you can begin by finding swaps that you enjoy in your favorite foods, by finding new ways to incorporate healthful snacking into your life, and by finding other ways to help you manage your stress or tiredness that are not connected to food, but instead connected to other habits that support your overall health and well-being. You are capable of creating a healthy lifestyle that you love, and maybe, just maybe, that healthy lifestyle is going to include more whole foods. Thanks for listening.
Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Yeah.